Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. And listening to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together.
Uh-huh. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> one and only. Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Yeah, man. Got one. Hey, you know, um, I, I thought I think of my life in terms of blessings. You know, I, I take mostly a positive approach and a positive spin to my life. I hardly ever dwell on uh, you know, the what's, well, I can't say that I don't think about the what's wrong in it because I have to, because I have to address problems as they arise, but I try not to let them consume me. I let the consumption part be about the blessings, the positive things that uh, has occurred in my life, the good things that God has done for me, the the power that he's uh, displayed in my life, the protection he's given me over the years, to being tucked under his wings. I focus on the things that he promises me. I think of uh, all the goodness that I perceive to come my way. I I think that has a lot to do with me learning more and more about the law of attraction in terms of, you know, what you think and what you put out in the space and what you pray about is what you receive, you know. And so I've become better and better at that. It's not to say that I'm... I'm not human and I don't have moments where I I think a little bit too long about what's going wrong and what enemy is, is about to attack and what they're going to do and say and, and all of this here. So that's not to say that I'm not concerned about it, but I try to dwell mostly on the positive. And um, one of the things that I learned, you can have an incredible life. All of us, we can have incredible lives if we just let God drive. See, the the problem that I had years ago was I was the driver of my life and I was taking myself in the directions that I thought would be best for me. And I aimed at things that I thought I could accomplish. And I set goals that I saw myself being able to attain. I was driving. When I gave up and I let God drive, I then opened up my mind and my spirit to what God had for me, for what God could see for me, for what God could do in my life, for what God wanted for me. Now, he wanted for me and he wanted of me. See, that's the connection that you got to try to make. Well, not try. That's the connection that you got to make to really get it. Now, listen to me. What I don't want you to do is do like me. Don't be afraid of the what for, of the what he wants you to do part. See, because that ain't going to be nearly as demanding and and as offsetting as you think it's going to be. See, I thought that if I did God's will, that if I let God tell me what to do, that it would cause me to not to be able to do a certain some things I wanted to do. Well, which is true. But the stuff I wanted to do was all detrimental to my well-being and my future and my and my growth and development as a man. I was stopping my own growth as a man cuz see, I was doing what I thought I should do as a man. But when you give it over to God, see God has a much better plan for you than you can ever have for yourself. And God knows a better way far better than the one you know. I I want you to believe that, man. You got to understand that part of it. 
And, and that's the part that I finally got through my head to let God do it his way and to show me a better way and to teach me a better way and expose to me a better way. And when I opened up my mind to what God was talking about, I began to see things totally differently and things started coming to me totally differently. If you've been a friend of mine or a fan of mine over the years, I mean, you've had to see it, the change. You've had to see the difference. I mean, and I and I acknowledge that every chance I get because I promised God I would. And I hope that I'm not falling short in that category. But then again, if I told it all day long what he done for me, I still wouldn't have enough time to really explain thoroughly what he's done for me because it's such a continuous growth in me. But now that's not to say that I'm finished or I'm done or I'm complete because I'm still short. You can't be him. You can strive for perfection. I hear people saying it all the time. I applaud you for saying you want to be perfect, but you ain't. And you can't. So you quit saying it. You quit saying it to me. Quit saying it to other people. I'm seeking a life of perfection. But it's something that you cannot have because he said you can't do it. But that's what he there for. He there for the moments when you stumble and you fall. And you're going to stumble and fall. So you got to get that part right, man. The stumble and falling part is coming. But see, you get God in your life and it helps you so that you don't stumble fall, wallow, roll over, lay there, languish. That's what God is for. So when you stumble and fall, you get back up because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to come under attack. You're going to be lied about. You are going to be falsely accused. That's going to happen to you the moment you make a decision to do better. The moment you try to be more. The devil got to send his attackers, man. And he controls certain people. He just got people that's on his side 24-7. You know them, too. You, you've all met one or two of them in your life. They just busy with the business of nothingness. They just busy about the, about the destruction of others. You say, I know them. You know them. They coming. But here's what you got to hold fast to. They can't take away nothing from you that God gave you. They didn't make you. See, people who claim to have made you, if they so in the make you business, why don't they make they self? Or if they ain't with you no more and they so busy in the I made you business, why don't they make somebody else? Since, since, since you want to get credit for making somebody, make yourself. If you're responsible for someone else's success, then you should easily be able to take claim and be responsible for your own success. See, be careful of that and don't and, and don't don't change your course because somebody is attacking you with that. I just hope, man, that I'm giving it to God the way I said I would give it to him, that I would unload every chance I got that I was supposed to without being, you know, oh, here he come again. You know, I try not to be that. But, man, I don't know what else to be for the first 12 minutes of my show. What else you want me to say? I got four hours. I can't give God 12, 12 minutes, man. I mean, for real, Steve? Come on, man. I mean, let's look at this right here. If you give an honor to God just 12 minutes out the day, dog, he gave you 24 hours of luxury and life and breath and hope and promise. You ain't got 12 minutes to give him out the day? That don't make no sense. What an exchange. What a wonderful life God has given me 
in exchange for so small of effort that I put forth. Don't let the effort you got to put forth to God seem so daunting that you don't attempt to do it. Cause man, it seems like a lot. It ain't nothing compared to what he be giving us for real. So if you want a real life, you want a real shot at what you can be, what you can have, what you can own, what you can become, who you really are. Go to God. Let him fix you, man. That's all. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. One, two, one, two, three. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. Come on now. When it's cold outside, I got the month of May. Well, I guess you say, what can make me feel this way? The answer is my girl. I've got so much love. Come on, David. Boy, was a rough. Yeah, that's how you just get out with it, man. <laughs> really, man. If I could have been anything else, been... I'd have been a hard ass lounge singer. <laughs> but I just wanted to be well paid. But I, I wanted to be able to be in the lounges and rewrite hits and do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mississippi Monica, nephew Tommy, and yours truly. Uh, ladies, gentlemen, anybody got anything on their mind? Junior's out again today. Anybody? Huh. Got I got a question. Yeah, I'm right here listening. If you had a time machine. Yes, sir. What time period would you travel to? What time period would I travel to? I would go right back <laughs> to 60. Really? Why the 60s? No, not the 60s. When I was 60. Oh, your age. Yes. Go back to the 60s. That's what I was like. No, no, I would go back to 60, meaning I would go back to when I was 60. Because that's really been the best I've had it. I don't want the 60s. I was alive in the 60s. Let me tell (laughs) y'all what was happening in the 60s. Mm. Uh, lunch counters, sit-ins, uh, still oh, had yeah. segregated bathrooms and water fountains. I grew up in a city with those, uh, West Virginia. 
uh, I don't need the 60s. There was no technology. There was three TV stations, three, <laughs> five, and eight. Uh, TV went off at at mid- midnight on the weekends and stayed on to two. I don't need to see the 60s again. There was no video games of any kind. Staying inside was a punishment of the highest degree. You might as well have took me out back and flogged me than to make me stay in this house. Why would I want to stay in the house? Clearly, there's nothing in here that belongs to me. And I was made aware of that on a daily basis by my father. By these words here, you ain't bought a damn thing in here. Put that down. So I wasn't allowed to turn the TV channel. The only time I could watch TV was on Saturday mornings because they was busy and had a chance to watch cartoons. So do I want to go back to the 60s? No. That's when white folks was really white in the 1960s. They bought that back since Donald Trump. So no, I have no desire to go back to the 60s at all. But when I was 60, though, Mm. I was balling. That's as far back as I need to go. I don't need them 40s. I was going to hell in the 40s <laughs> on a roller coaster, front row seat. I had too much going on, and I was going to run into the chance of being very sick. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Nice listen, little black uh, history mixed in that. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it was, coming up, it was a lot. Very coming thorough up answer. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we got the nephew and run that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Neff, it is time to run that prank back. What you got for us? Uh, we're going to go to the church. I'm sorry. <clears throat> we're going to go to the church. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. We're going to talk about church members creeping. Creep, creep, creep. What? All right, everybody, open up your books to uh, Chapter 5 of Creeping. Uh, pastor creeping. Here we go. Uh, cat dog, if you would. Hello? I'm trying to be speaking. Uh, you got him. Who is this? Hey, my this is... How you yeah, doing today? I'm, I'm doing, I ain't doing too good. You done been over here praying for my wife again, right? Yeah, right, right. Yes, sir. You done came over here three times in one week. My, my wife had yeah. already went through the operation and all that. She's going to be fine. I don't need you over here praying three times a week because, uh, honestly, I think, it's so, I think it's something else on your mind when you come over here praying for my wife. I ain't stupid. Brother, you kind of make, hold it, brother. This brother This is Well, your wife was on the sick and shut-in list. I never asked you to come by. Reverend hey, requested that I come by. Okay, he ain't requested for you to bring your black ass to my house for no damn three times in one week, man. So you can cut that bullshit out with me. You can Wait cut that bullshit out. Hold it, brother. I came with Sister Georgia the first time. The second time, I came by myself because she wasn't able to come by. And I only stayed 15 minutes each time. So what's the problem? Because I, I already know what you what you do. I know you're trying to holler at my wife. I ain't stupid. How about your wife? I have a wife. Why would I help at your wife? She's part of I already, the research I already know what you. I already know what you're doing, man. You up in here trying to holler my wife. Why ain't no? Why ain't no? Why ain't nobody at the house? I already know what you're doing. Let me tell you something. Keep your black ass away from my damn house. If you want to pray for my wife, you can pray <laughs> for my wife. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold it. You can't talk to me like that. You gonna make me lay hands on your ass? That's what you gonna make me do. Oh no, brother. Ain't gonna be none of that. There ain't going to be none of that. You're talking to the wrong brother now. 
Okay. Now, first of all, you're not going to disrespect me and curse me out. Okay. That's not even the way brothers should be talking to brothers. Second of all, if there's any laying on the hands, it's going to be my hands laying on you. Okay. You ain't finna lay shit. You ain't finna lay. I, I know uh, what you're trying you know, to lay because, on my wife. If I find out well, you're you, you know, uh, find out you messing around with my wife, it's gonna be some. Shit. I, I, I know you're what crazy. you're trying to you're do. Crazy. I'm, you're I'm crazy. just letting you're you. I'm gonna crazy. say it one more time. Keep your black ass off around my house. You know, first of all, I told you once again, you can't be talking to me like that. Now I'm trying to be cool about the situation because I know you may be just upset. Okay, I can appreciate that. Okay, I have a wife. And I'd be upset if somebody was coming by visiting my well, wife. Won't you, won't you spend more time often. at your house with your wife? I do spend my time with my wife. I do. You know, I'll spend much time. Maybe, I only came by two or three times. Your house. Maybe I need to come by your house and holler at your wife. Well, you're welcome to. Maybe I, mean, maybe, maybe I need to come, come, come lay something over there on her. Oh, now you're trying to do it. Hold it. Hold it one minute. Hold it one minute. I told you before, you're being disrespectful. Now, that was a very idiotic statement for you to make. Okay. That's what's going to happen if I catch your black ass at my house again. I'm going to play this man, and then I'm getting off the phone with you. You, your pastor, any more of them deacons, if anybody come by my house again and I ain't there, I'm kicking your black ass. That's a promise. You know what? Uh, that's it. Look here, brother. If there's going to be any ass whooping going on, I'm going to be kicking your ass. I'm going to lay my hands on you, and I'm going to give you a good, sanctified whooping. And then I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray to heal you by this foot. I'm going to put up your ass, okay? Because I've, I've had it with you, you know, and I only went by to, to visit your wife because I was asked to go visit your wife. Now, that was a problem. You should have called the pastor, okay? But you're not going to disrespect me, my wife, the church on the phone. Now, if you want to do somebody, you can meet me any place. As a matter of fact, I can go anywhere I want in this town. If I be at your house talking to your wife, if the pastor asks me to go, I'm gonna be there. Okay, I you you know you just you know it's you just a stupid brother. Okay, you need to come to church. You need to come to church. You need to come to church more often. That's the problem. You don't come to church more often. If you come to church more often. You wouldn't be talking to me like that. You wouldn't be worried about me and your wife because there must be something wrong at your house. You'd be worried about me fooling with your wife, okay? So you need to check her, okay? You need to check her. How about that? Why don't you do that? Why don't you? Why don't you just check her, okay? Tommy said you the one that's cheating with with my wife. That's that's, that's all I know. Who? Tommy. Tommy said you. Tommy the one. Tommy said you the one that's cheating around with my wife. Tommy, who the who, who is Tommy? <laughs> Tommy, who? Uh, uh, this is nephew Tommy, man. This, uh, is, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Your church member uh, Lawrence got me to prank phone. Y'all wrong for that. <laughs> you know y'all wrong. Y'all wrong. You know y'all on the highway to hell. All of y'all, you know, nonstop. No, you know, y'all just, you know, y'all just gone. You know, ain't no stop sign. You know, I'm finna go. I'm finna pray for all of y'all, all of you brothers, nephew Tommy, Steve Harvey, brother Lawrence is wrong for that. Okay, I'm gonna check him. I'm finna oh, check man. him. I'm finna go. I'm finna. I don't talk to y'all no more. I'm praying hey, for hey, all hey, of y'all. Hey, one more thing. Hey, brother, 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 brother. 
Before you go, man, what's, you got to tell me, what's the baddest radio show in the land, man? Steve Harvey Morning yeah. Show. <laughs> on that on that slide all the way to hell, I'm finna go. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Did I bust Deacon in the head? Did I do it? Whoa. Play too hmm. much. You know, sometimes you got to pull that cussing out of some of these Christians. Sometimes you can't get it out it's immediately. It's necessary, though. But if you dig a little deeper, my, 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 my. want your wife. Dog, dog, <laughs> you ain't got to pull it out of them. Call me. <laughs> Thank you, nephew. Coming up next, it is Ask the CLO with our Chief Love Officer, Steve Harvey, in the building, ready for your love questions right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, Kyle Rittenhouse wants to sue LeBron James and a few others. We'll tell you about that. Also, Tay Diggs, actor Tay Diggs. Well, Tay has a new love interest. Okay, we'll talk about that at the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. But Mm. right now, it is time to ask the CLO, our chief love officer, a few questions. Here we go. Hello? Uh-huh. Justin, Justine in uh, North Carolina says... My husband insists on wearing protection when we are intimate because he doesn't want any more children. I told him I refuse to use birth control, so this was his solution. It doesn't seem natural for a married couple to use condoms, does it? Well, it doesn't (laughs) seem natural. But your husband says he don't want no more children. You refuse to use birth control. He's took it upon himself to be proactive in the uh, 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 child plan, plan, Planned Parenthood category. It seems a reasonable step unless you have another solution. You know, uh, there's the other ways of accomplishing. Ain't nobody Uh-oh. finna do that. Like, we not finna do you that. said. Well, yeah, I, well you know, I'm going to put this condom on a vasectomy. Me. No, we can't, I can't run the risk. Snip. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're cutting. I mean, I know people have done it in this very safe procedure. I'm just old school. It ain't going. You're not cutting nothing here. Because, you know. Well, women want some of that pressure taken off them. It's only 15 minutes. What you say, Shirley? I said women want some of that pressure taken off them. I understand. I ain't got no problem mm-hmm. with that. I, her, she don't want to take a pill. I got that. She don't have to. I'm all about that. Hey, women power. Whoop, whoop. Me too. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> all that. Yeah. Well, homie got a condom on. Because he don't want another baby. And it's it's not natural for them to do that. But it's also, it's, 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 it's a dilemma when one person wants a baby and the other person don't. Now, is the lady refusing to take birth control because she wants a child and he doesn't want a child? I think it may be deeper than this. Because if she wants a child... Or doesn't mind, you know, allowing nature to take its course, then that's another thing. So I have no solution for you, ma'am. None whatsoever. Yeah. None. It's a give and take. All right, moving on to Sharon in Calder City. Sharon writes, I'm a size 22, and I love big guys, but they aren't attracted to me. It's like short women get all of the tall men. I want to know if you can do a dating segment on your show for big girls and guys. I'd love to be a contestant. What do you think? Well, I don't have that show anymore, and uh, we could, you know, try something on the radio sometime. You know, I mean, uh, to do it. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm I'm not really sure tall is what the problem is, though, sister. I just want to bring that to your attention. It's not that tall men like short women. It's just most tall men, most women are shorter than them. If you're a really tall man, the woman you're going to have is shorter than you. So I don't think it's a tall problem. I think you need you need to be okay with your man being wide. You need to be open to just wide men. Don't worry about tall. Tall and wide? Just yeah, wide. you're gonna need you're gonna need what? well, you're gonna need at least wide now. You need that. So I would just you know, don't worry about tall. He'll he'll you know, we have like big and tall stores. Hey, let me ask you a question. Sister, have you ever gone to like Rochester's? Or or two XL and stood around the store, you know. Boy, maybe man. if you get a maybe maybe if you get a part time job as a salesman in the evening, when big men get off work, they got to go to big and tall. They got to go to Rochester. Might not be a bad thing for you to do. They come in there all the time because they big ass got to go somewhere to find that shirt that's got that twenty neck on it. They ass got to go see you are twenty two. There's men's with neck that's twenty two. That might be what we looking for. Don't worry about the height. Yeah, she said Thank she loves you. big guys. Height doesn't yeah. matter. She loves big guys. Big well, guys. she going to have to now, because once this man come in there with that 22 neck, I got news for you. Ain't nothing small about his ass. Excuse yes, me. Carla. Say what you height mean. is not an issue. Focus on something else. <laughs> no. Mm. I said it. I ain't taking it back. Yeah, I said it. Well, then, let me, okay, well, let me speak up for Tommy and her. So, height is not an issue. Height. Just get your little shot. It is not an elf in height. <laughs> well, it's, it's more inches in it. <laughs> That's why I don't pronounce it the same, because it ain't the same. Please. That, that, that's how I feel about it. You know, right. now, uh, in, in honor of everybody on the show, oh. you know, uh, let me ask her this. Is she open to a short, fat man? Well, mm. she didn't. She didn't specify height. She said, "I love big guys," but then she did say, "The tall men are attracted to the short women, or the short well, women." Tall have men, all the tall men. Most are women are shorter to tall men. Yeah, that's it's she not like, that they're attracted to them. It's just, I mean, most women I meet are shorter than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I very rarely meet a woman that's taller than me. That's now, I had a girl great. back in the day that was uh, my same size. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. She was tall, man. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, moving on to Terry in Murfreesboro. Uh, it Ter- was a wall in there. Go ahead, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't done. <laughs> Terry says, I love my son to death, but he just told me that he wants to pledge a fraternity that I don't approve of. I'm not a Greek, but when I was in college, this fraternity always stripped their clothes off at parties, and I don't approve of that. <laughs> Some damn cap. Who might? Who might? What? Some you boy, stop. Kappas. Boy, stop. Them excuse all that. Them cappers all. Tommy, Tommy, I don't know if you noticed it, but they doing that a lot now. The cappers take their clothes off a lot. I'm going to whoop their behind if I catch them doing it. I ain't seen nothing. I've seen Q's tear their shirts off, and that is what this man is talking about right here. <laughs> Terry says he doesn't approve of that. Uh, should he not give uh, his son the money, or should he encourage his son to just be an individual? Wait a minute. The money? Well, you gotta give, give him money. money. Please, give him the money to pledge. Yeah. What? Or does should he just encourage his son to be an individual? I had to scrape up my own play. little change for for that stuff. Ooh. You yep. talking about at the end? 
They do it at the beginning now. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. No, a couple thousand. It's, it's, couple it's, thousand. It's a, bit of, it's, a, it's a bit of change, man. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. In the thousands? A couple thousand. Yeah. Easily. Right. No way in hell I could have played. That's, <laughs> That's why a couple I did. A couple thousand. My mama was like, what? Uh-huh. Uh. Really? That's what it is now? Unk, Unk, Tanya, my sister just went over, a.k.a. 270-something people. I say, ain't no way in hell you wait know your last sister at wait all. Wait ain't no way you know your last sister. people went over. Yes. But that's grass. <laughs> I start doing the math. I said, all y'all paid 2000 something dollars. I start doing the math. I said, go ahead, AKA. Y'all win. It ain't been 277 cues <laughs> at our chapter in 50 years. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment news for you dollars. right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so Kyle Rittenhouse intends to sue LeBron James after he says LeBron defamed him on social media 
during his murder trial last year. Uh, Rittenhouse says he's also going after President Biden and Whoopi Goldberg, among others. Uh, 19-year-old Rittenhouse was charged with two counts of homicide, one count of attempted homicide, in addition to other charges for uh, shooting three people. And then he killed two people, remember? This was at a Black Lives Matter protest in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, during his trial, Rittenhouse took the stand and became very emotional. We all saw it when he started crying when he was talking about the event uh, that, that led to the killings. But not everyone was buying those tears, most notably no. LeBron, who sent out a tweet mocking Rittenhouse's breakdown to his 50 million-plus followers. Uh, LeBron tweeted, what tears? I didn't see one. Man, knock it off. That boy ate some lemon heads before walking into court. And so he's going to get sued for that by Rittenhouse. You could get sued well, for that? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not going to work. And if that works, then that opens up the can for everything. Yeah, uh, first of all, this boy is supposed to be in jail. There is no other country in the world that I can think of where a 17-year-old can get an illegal weapon, drive across straight lines driven by his mother to a protest to take police action and murder two people and get set free. There's no nation that I know of on earth where this could happen. Only in the great United States of America. Yep. That's right. Yes, sir. That's yes, it happened with yes. it happened with Zimmerman. Yes, sir. Yeah. This is the only country yes, in sir. the world where if they capture you, you can scale and climb the walls of a government facility in an attempted coup, get caught, and your ass is still available. Mm-hmm. Man, they hang that's treason. They hanging people places for that. That's right. that's that's high treason. That's that, that's you going against the government. Only in the United States of oh, America. Oh, I thought it was just a rally that got out of hand. I know. I know. I know. Like the oh, that's what it was. Like the well, the reason it was that, Carla, was because the guy mm-hmm. that incited it, that mm-hmm. said we're going to go down there, decided that that's what he'd call it, and he made the other people in his party call it that too. Because oh. at first, so he lied. Oh, is that what you saying? What? That's not new. Okay. Okay. Oh no, they've been lying. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lying is uh, the way it is, and so, you know, this is the America we live in. Yeah. The sad part of this whole thing is this country is not what the the paperwork that is written about says. This mm-hmm. country is supposed to be built on the Constitution, mm-hmm. but it never mm-hmm. lives up to the paperwork. So. And Fox keeps empowering him, putting him on TV. How well, the victims you... need to sue him. Yeah, since he's suing people. Steve... The yeah, victim families about... need to sue yeah. him. Here you talk about suing the president. Ooh, you're going to run into the wrong one. Get out of here. All right, we're, we're moving on from this foolishness. In movie news, Beyonce and Zendaya are in talks to remake Douglas Sirk's classic 1959 movie, Imitation of Life. Uh, what? Sarah yeah, Jane? Remember... Uh, Sarah Jane, that's right. That's hey, right. Hey, no, uh, yeah. Okay. Beyonce. I love me some Beyonce, but can I say this? Say some it. movies just don't need to be redone. I'm sorry. Some of them don't need. I love me some B. I do. Mm-hmm. Of course. 
And All right, we ain't, had, we, ain't, we ain't had no business doing raising in the sun again with Puff Daddy. We ain't had no business doing that. <laughs> Since I'm the sorry. Actor. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I love me some Oprah, but why are we doing color purple again? Okay. Can't nobody top what y'all did already. It's impossible. <laughs> so for yes, Steve, yes. Mm. Um, what is this Jeez. movie about? Well, I was just getting ready to tell you, for, for the people who don't know, Imitation of Life is a classic. It's based on the best-selling novel by Fanny Hurst. It revolves around a white woman who takes in an African-American widow and her young daughter, Sarah Jane, Carla, whose fair skin allows Sarah Jane to pass for white. The film was nominated for two Academy Awards. It deals with issues of race, class, and gender. And it was just very heart-wrenching what happened at the end. And I, I mean, it's just a classic story. Classic. You you will cry if you're human <laughs> on this movie. It, I mean, tears upon crocodile tears. You ain't going to have problems. Mahalia Jackson singing at the end. We, uh, we can't do this, Now, in defense <laughs> of these two young women of a movie I've never seen, what I've learned because of the way society is today, they actually have no recollection that this is a classic. It's going to be a brand new take for them. And the yes. kids today didn't know that Will Smith was the real Prince of Bel-Air. The kids today oh, yeah. are looking at this new thing like that's it. They they don't know about this. They're going to take it as their own and think, yeah. you know, so... It might yeah. be time. How old is this movie? Uh, it came out in 1959, Steve. Yeah. That movie is 63 years old. Yeah, it came out when it you were It came two. out in yeah. two years after I was born. <laughs> you know they what? They redo I, okay. this right here. Let me, yeah. let me, let me, let me change it's my good. thought. Because, because Eddie did Nutty Professor after Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Lewis had done uh-huh. it. So, uh-huh. so, And I had never seen that. Yeah, you can remake the classic. You never saw Nutty Professor. Great job. Coming up next, you're not going to believe who's back. Hold it. Remember Corey? Remember Corey? He used to stop by with what he thought was so deep and Uh intellectual and stuff. Corey's back. I like it. I like it. (laughs) It wasn't deep, though. It was just stupid. He'll be back at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you're not going to believe this. Mm. Guess who's back? Corey! <laughs> Remember Corey? That oh, ain't deep Corey. That's stupid. that's stupid. Tommy's friend Corey? <laughs> yes. Corey is back on the show. Mm. <laughs> you want to introduce him? Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, a man that I've sorely missed for the for the mental clarity <laughs> and the implications of intelligence that come out of this man's mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back. That ain't deep Corey himself. <laughs> Hey, uh, Steve, what's up, man? It's been a minute. Corey, what's happening, man? You been got been all right, dog? Been good, dog. Just getting Everything. through, you know. Hey, yeah. man, so tell me a little bit, man. I ain't seen you in a while, man. What, 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 what's been on your mind? What's going on, man? I, I like you know, got a little old something on my mind. Let me ask some, Steve. Like, if ham is cured, what kind of disease did it used to have? <laughs> What COVID? And, and, and can my chicken and turkey catch that too? I do, you know, just some folks ought to really know about. It. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. I don't know, Corey. That ain't deep, though. No. 
Oh, okay. So let me let me ask you this here though. Stupid. It's stupid. If a if a person on death row is mm-hmm. about to get lethal injection, mm-hmm. if they have a heart attack before that, mm-hmm. are you supposed to save them? <laughs> you feel? Yeah, I think I think so, Corey. I think. That's stupid. Why are you even answering him? That's stupid. Yeah, okay. I, I, I like I like buying into it. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this here, though. See, let me ask you this right here. How do you get discombobulated? Because I really ain't never seen anybody combobulated. You know what? He give me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> really? Make yeah. your head hurt. really nasty. Y'all know what you mean, man. Yeah. Cause I ain't seen nobody. Oh, you looking all combobulated over there. I ain't never seen nobody combobulated. <laughs> no, yeah. no one said that ever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's heavy, man. Yeah. That is not. That's stupid. Yeah. He ain't no deep thinker. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this here, Steve. Uh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Uh, did Noah have wood peckers on his ark? And if he did, where he kept them? Where he kept them? Uh, I mean, how, how they made it through? Dog, without the the boat, you know, drowned. Yeah. You, you understand boat. what I'm saying? That's my favorite right there. That's the best one I've ever heard. <laughs> Woodpeckers on that all. That's something to think about. It is not. No. I bet you that. better get your ass down off that wall. I know that. <laughs> you trying to kill everybody in here? Welcome back, Corey. Uh, that is not deep. That's stupid. All right, coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, a husband gives his wife a $10 million Valentine's gift. We'll get into yes. that right after this. Uh-huh, right? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Listen, forget flowers, forget chocolates, forget all of that. Listen to what this Virginia man did. He spared no expense for Valentine's Day. This man gave his wife a $10 million lottery ticket, okay? Her name is Maria Chickas. Uh, She's a stay-at-home mom. Her husband bought the Extreme Million Scratcher ticket at the In-N-Out Mart in Manassas, Virginia. And this was a few days before February 14th. Turned the ticket into the perfect Valentine's Day gift for his wife. Uh, She had the choice of taking the full amount over 30 years or a one-time cash option of $6 million and some change before taxes. She chose, of course, the $6 million. The store received a $50,000 bonus from the Virginia Lottery for selling the winning ticket. And this was really, really sweet. So my question to the guys is, would you do that for your wife? Give Jack a $6 million lottery ticket? Is that what you asked me? Yeah, of course, yeah. That's not going to happen. Why wouldn't you do that? I'm gone, y'all. I have left. (laughs) You left your wife. I've left left the whole family. What are you you talking about? Are you insane right now? For 10 million? (laughs) No, six. Six. Six, that's after tax. You're leaving your wife over $6 million? That's what you buy out. I'm, I have this family. This family's in deep trouble. This is horrible. Right Guatemala. I'm, <laughs> He's a lottery <laughs> drawing away from Guatemala. <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I would. I, that's like a really. That's a thought. It is. That would be a great Mother's Day gift, Valentine anniversary Birthday. gift. If you give your girl ten million, best husband I I would, ever. I think I would cut it in half and get her half of the 
lottery ticket. We got to go down there together. Yeah. I don't, I'm worried about her going down there getting his money and not coming back. I'm so, worried yeah. about Because that's what you would do. So yeah. you're. <laughs> wow. She'll be out so fast. <laughs> Especially wow. if she hears you. I'm going to make that a goal. That's a great what? idea. To give lottery tickets. To give your wife a 10 yeah, million dollar lottery girl, ticket. Well, I ain't going to be on lottery ticket because we ain't going to win one, but you know. Well, what do you going to go? What, cashier check? That don't. Oh, that. Did, it, did it go up to that check? amount? Uh-huh, Girl. What? <laughs> if you, you got the zero. You could have trust and believe. <laughs> They'll make this thing up where you what? <laughs> you want to stake it out your account, Mr. Harvey? Yeah. <laughs> trust me. They'll write that thing right up for you. <laughs> okay. My bank said, no, we can't make it for that amount. Why? <laughs> but but let me ask you this. If you get but the lottery why? ticket, do you think... As the gift, do you think he was taking the cheap way out until you know you won? Then you change. Yeah, <laughs> then you change your attitude. What's all this paper in this in this uh, card? What is this? <laughs> yeah, that's, that might not be a bad idea. That's you a only win idea. if you win. Yeah. Right. Right. But suppose you gave your girl that kind of money. You then, know, just this is a gift. Then you're the most yeah. wonderful person. This is yours. No questions time. asked. You want to take it and go shopping. You want to go trip. Uh, you want to buy yourself uh, you would cars. Do that yeah, you would I'll do that. You would give Timmy. No, that'd be a great. That'd be a great goal. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd I'd marry you, Steve. I'd hold your hand and everything. Walk down the street. <laughs> Be, be the, better be the roughest day of your life. <laughs> the best relationship you've ever had. <laughs> Why is his husband kicking his ass? Like Wait, what, Steve? <laughs> that sounded Tommy crazy. He married it? me. Why is his husband kicking his ass? Like that? Oh my goodness. Oh, that's it. Wow. Congrats, that though. A nice that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. She'll always remember Valentine's yeah. Day from her baby. Yes. I think that was and please spend this money wisely. Don't go broke. Yeah, like so many of the lottery. Like we've heard so many, man. Have done in the past, yeah. Six yeah. mil is big for her. Get yourself a financial planner. They get that much money out of 10 million? It's damn near half. Forty percent taxes, dog is gone. I tell you what, make ten million. Watch what happens. <laughs> <laughs> they right. get that much, yeah. yeah. Coming up yeah. next and is more. a prank phone call from the nephew. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at four minutes after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is she my queen or a narcissist? Hmm. We'll get into that in just a bit, but right now, let's get to the prank phone call with the nephew. What you got for us, Nev? You know, we're going to do something we're not supposed to do. We're going... <laughs> Don't we always? <laughs> Don't we always? We're going to actually talk about somebody's child. Because that right there, oh, that uh-oh. gets everyone's attention. Yeah, cut them deep uh-oh. with that. Cut you deep when you start talking about somebody's kids. So this right here, y'all, your child is too fat. Your child is too fat. I know he didn't say that. But, I mean, mean, why are we running from it? They're awesome fat kids out there. They're awesome. I've had some fat kids. What? 
They've gotten smaller. It happens. Your child is too fat. Cat dog if you would. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach Kathy, please. Um, this is her. Hi, Kathy. This is Curvy. I'm actually the um, the owner at the daycare, Mines Daycare, where your son comes. Okay. All right. I'm sure you are familiar with my wife, Benita. Yes, sir. All right. How are you doing today? I'm good. Oh, how's our, our little, little Devon? How's he doing? He's good. He's laying down taking a nap. Okay. You guys have been coming here, I guess, about a year now, right? Yeah, since he was one. Okay. Listen, I wanted to give you a call. I'm looking at some, some information. How, how, is, how is Devon doing at home? Is he, is he eating properly at home? When you say eating, what do you mean? I mean, is, like he, is, getting, he, is he getting uh, 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 meals every time he's supposed to get them while he's at home? Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he he's doing pretty good. Okay, now, there's, there's, there's no situation where you guys may be in a shortage of food or anything like that, are you? Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Shortage of food? No, sir. My husband works real good. We don't have a problem with a shortage of food. Is there a problem with him? Well, you know, we're, we're looking at the records, and, and Lil Devon is two. Yes, sir. Have you looked at the comparison of, of two-year-olds the majority of two-year-olds in, in comparison to, I, I guess I should say size, in comparison to, to Devon's size? You mean like in body weight, body size? Yeah, I mean, he's a little tall, you know. He wasn't a small child when he was born. He was 10 pounds, but, no, he's on the scale of right where he should be. He's just a little, you know, taller because his daddy is tall. But he's doing... Okay, he's are you, so you, you're, you don't think he's anywhere in the, in the ballpark of, 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 of obesity? At two, you mean fat? I mean, I didn't want to be blunt, but 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 Miss Kathy, you're. I mean, I mean, your son's. A, a... I, l- l- let me just say, on a Sunday, I'm relaxing, and we talking about. You think my son is a, a little overweight, or or what? He's what's the problem? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, I I I think he's fat, you know, and and, and the problem I'm having here is that I'm noticing the records of everything as wait, far wait, as wait, 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 wait. We need to back up to you think he's fat. I've never spoken to you. Mr. Kirby, is that what you said? My name is Kirby. Okay. So every morning that I drop him off for a year and I give my daycare money, Miss Benita has never said anything about his eating habits. So you're telling me that you think my son is fat? Do no, you what, deal what, with him? Do you deal with him on a daily basis? I don't deal with him on a daily basis. What I'm looking at is records that are showing me that he's eating way more than the rest of anybody at the daycare. And not only that, he's drinking probably a gallon of milk a day. A gallon of milk. Y'all only get snacks two times a day, and he's there only for breakfast and lunch. And how in the hell is he drinking a gallon of milk? And if he is I, drinking I, a gallon I, of milk, I, do I'm you need me to drink a gallon? I'm blown away by this, ma'am, but all I know is this. No, no, I'm blown away by this because you calling me on a Sunday calling my damn child fat. That's the problem. And your wife has never said a damn thing, never. Has she said one thing to me in a year when she collected my damn daycare money? She ain't said my son is eating y'all at a house and home. Okay, well, you know, my wife's a different person, and she tries to be cordial with everyone. Well, she's the I'm... one who deals with me, Mr. Kirby. I've never met you. Never met you. Especially on a Sunday. Well, the reason why I'm calling you on a Sunday, ma'am, is that I know tomorrow if I, you're going to be trying to drop your son off. Oh, so, I am going to drop him off. I no, am no, going to no, drop no, him no. off. No, 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 no. That's kind of the reason why I'm calling you. Now, here's what, what we can mean? do. There's what two do alternatives mean? here. Either you can keep him at home. No, I'm not keeping him at home. My husband works, and I work. I'm dropping my damn son off at 6.30 like I do every morning. Okay, ma'am, 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 listen. If if we can't get him uh, at at the 
regular weight that he Benita needs on to this be call at. Because obviously you ain't the one that need to be talking to me. Because if you're not there every day and I deal with your wife. Ma'am, I'm telling you that your son is too big to be. And, he's too and big. his family is coming every morning if that's the case. And if he's eating at a house and home, i send him some extra. But what I pay my money for is what you're going to feed him for. Two full meals and two snacks. And if he need extra, I'll put some in his bag. But he's drinking a gallon of milk a day. Are I you don't listening care. To me? I don't care. There's no way possible that he can drink a gallon of milk a day. Okay, Y'all ma'am, here's, here's, here's the deal. I don't want you to have to stop bringing your son there. And I'm not. Here's, and I'm not. Here's my second alternative. I will put him on a diet, okay? I'll give him an apple in a day. You ain't no damn doctor. Gonna, you ain't. Are you? From the health food program. Ma'am, I will I will give him an apple and a glass of water in the morning, and I'll give him an apple and a glass of water in the evening, and then you guys can feed him when he gets home. You must be certified in the food program, especially if you sitting up here telling me my damn son is going on a diet and he's not drinking no water and no apple. He needs a full snack. If the other kids is having an apple and water, then that's what you better be serving him. But if that ain't the case, then hell no, he better get the full snack. So if that's graham crackers and apple juice, well, damn it, that's what my son better be getting. And if he want extra, he better get it. Ma'am, listen, all I'm trying to tell you is your son drank too much... He, he drinks whoa, too whoa, much whoa, milk whoa, whoa, on, a whoa, day, whoa. on a daily basis. Whoa, 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 whoa. You need to back the f*** up. I know you did not cuss at me. I, I know I, you did. I, I did not cuss at you. No. I caught myself. You I'm trying to got ready to cuss at me. Let me tell you one thing. You ain't got to worry about it. We don't have nothing else to talk about. My husband, me, your wife, and everybody that works at that damn daycare better be there in the morning because at 6.30, we going to be there. And my son, he's coming all week, and he going to eat all week. If he want two gallons of milk, he gonna drink it. If he want two plates of food, he gonna get it. Because I tell you what, we pay damn good money to come to that daycare. So, Ma'am, son, let me, let me explain something. You gonna bring your child up there, then I'm gonna have to put him on some Slim Fast. Now, I, I will put your child on Slim Fast. I was trying not to Give go to this perspective, but I will. Fast. Give him some Slim Fast and you gonna get a Slim Fast whooping. I'm gonna whoop your and whoever gave it to him. Whoever gave it to him. They gonna get a Slim Fast whooping. All them little kids better have some slim fast. If he getting some, he better eat whatever they eating. If they eating steak, well, damn it, he better have some, too. If we had steak, he'd probably eat the whole damn cow. Well, he I don't too. care. i pay for it, but he better not get no slim fast. I will shut it the down about my child. Okay, I got something else you need to know about your son. What the else do I need to know besides you think my son is overweight? What the else can you tell me today? I need to tell you this. I need to tell you that this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girlfriend, Lucretia, got me to prank phone call you. What the f- did you just say? <laughs> what the f- did you just say? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your girlfriend, Lucretia, got me to prank phone call you. I'm going to beat that <laughs> to death. She know I don't play about my damn son. <laughs> At all. That's my only son. I don't play about him. I'm going to be there. Is she there? Is no, she, she's can not she here, hear me? Baby. It's on after this. It's on. It's on. It is on. <laughs> uh, hey, I got one more thing I got to ask you, baby. What is? What is the baddest, <laughs> and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> it's on. I'm whooping <laughs> It's on. I hope you can hear me. Wherever you at laughing. Wait. <laughs> That's uh, that lady's baby. Yeah. You're wrong. Certified. Certified stupid right there. That's a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> a gallon of milk a day? I used to drink a gallon a week. That was right. our dental plan. <laughs> okay. Thank you, nephew. Yeah. Our dental plan next. was 87 cents. Strawberry letter. Subject, is she my queen or a narcissist? We'll get into that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter, and if you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and um, click on Strawberry Letter. All right? That's all you have to do. Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. This one could be yours. You heard what she said. You never <laughs> know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, is she my queen or a narcissist? Dear Stephen Shirley, I need your advice. I've been dealing with this woman for 10 years. I am 48 years old and she is 45. When I first met her, I fell in love quickly and I thought she loved me. She said all the right things, like she wants to spend the rest of her life with me and buy a house with me and so on. And we've always talked about marriage. But as time went on, she changed. Now we don't discuss marriage anymore, but we did buy a house. Things went crazy after that, and I don't know if I'm living with my queen or a narcissist. She criticizes everything I do, and she blames me for everything that goes wrong in the house. She yells at me all the time, even in front of company. She doesn't like to be questioned about anything. 
She doesn't take accountability for her faults, and more importantly, she never gives me props on sex anymore. She tries to control everything, and I'm trying to remain respectful no matter how she treats me. I find myself always apologizing just to keep the peace. I have started packing my belongings so I can leave. I'm not married to this woman, but I loved us together and hoping and praying that we can work things out. I asked her to go to counseling, and she said that wasn't a very manly thing to ask a woman. My purpose in life was to meet this woman's every need, but now I want to swing on her, and that's not a comfortable place for me to be in. In a last-ditch effort to please her, I got a chef and a masseuse for Valentine's Day, and she said the food was salty and the girl didn't massage her deeply enough. Should I tell her I want out or should I go without saying a word? I'm so torn, and it's a life-changing move, so I need your advice on what to do. I mean, you've been with this woman for 10 years, and for you, it's getting worse. You know those bags you mentioned that you you started packing? I, I say finish packing those bags so you can leave. I mean, this is over, pretty much. I mean, she doesn't want to get married. She doesn't talk about it anymore. She doesn't want to go to counseling. She yells at you all the time. She has no accountability, you say. And uh, she doesn't give you props on your sex anymore. So why, after 10 years, are you still with her taking this abuse? If you're so unhappy... Um, and, and it's not working and nothing's working. Listen, if it's the house you guys have together, you can sell that and split the money. This woman is giving you absolutely no reason to stay with her. Uh, you're not married, so that should be fairly easy to walk away if that's what you want to do because you're miserable. So much so that you've thought about swinging on her, meaning hitting her. Uh, you, you know that's not cool. Uh, so right now, I think the best thing you can do is to bow out gracefully before things get any worse. Uh, Ten years, you know, that's enough. Furthermore, she's not even pretending she's happy with you. So just be out. Be out. Steve? You know, Shirley's correct. This whole thing is doomed. But uh, I'm going to show you something, sir. Just want you to help me help you. You 48, she 45. Is she my queen or a narcissist? When I first met her, I fell in love quickly and you thought she loved you. Now listen to this. She said all the right things, like she wants to spend the rest of her life with me and buy a house with me and so on. We've always talked about marriage, but as time went on, she changed. Well, let's talk about the change. I think she did exactly what she said she was going to do. She said she wanted to spend the rest of your life with you. Y'all been together 10 years. She ain't talking about leaving. Y'all talked about buying a house together. Bam. Y'all did it. Hmm. So she's still there, and she bought the house. We've always talked about marriage, but as time went on, she changed. Well, seemed to me lucky for you. According to this letter, she changed. Now, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this is your blessing, dog. After I got to reading this letter. Now we don't talk about marriage anymore, but we did buy a house. That's what y'all said y'all was doing. Things went crazy after that. And, and now I don't know if I'm living with my queen or a narcissist. She criticizes everything I do, and she blames me for everything that go wrong in the house. You can't write me for the 
make me stay in response. Because <laughs> I'm the first one to get out. <laughs> Ten years, time go. Let's get up. Did you whistle? Yep, that's my range. That's cut off for me. Nine. Ain't no need to do in this double digit. Let's go. Get out. Oh, over. So here we go. She yells at me all the time, even in front of company. See, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I can't take that. I can't do that, though. She doesn't like to be questioned about anything, and she doesn't have accountability for her faults. And more importantly, she never gives me props on sex anymore. Now, I didn't understand that line. You mean she don't give you props? Well, maybe it ain't good no more. And it might not be good because you don't like who you having to do it to. The reason she don't give you props no more because the feeling ain't the same. Because you probably don't feel the same about it, dog. She bossing right. you around, hollering at you, cussing at you in front of people. Hold on. Hold on, Steve. We'll what be you back want tonight to be about? He wants to swing on her, too. All right. Plus, um, I want to knock you out. Now, I'll give it to you, but I, you ain't going to like it. Uh, all right, listen, we'll uh, be back with part two of Steve's response at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, is she my queen or a narcissist? We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject, is she my queen or a narcissist? Well, this letter right here, like Shirley said, this marriage is doomed. It's not even a marriage, though. This relationship is doomed. She's 48, she's 45, met this woman. They talked about spending the rest of their life together, buying a house together, and marriage. Well, they've spending their life together. It's been 10 years. They bought the house together, but she's changed. She's not talking about the marriage anymore, and it seems to be a blessing for you, sir. Okay, think she criticizes everything you do. She blames you for everything that goes wrong in the house. She yells at me every time, all the time, even in front of company. I'm not finna take that, and no woman should either. She doesn't like to be questioned about anything, and she don't take accountability for her faults, and more importantly, she never gives me props on sex anymore. I was confused about that before the break. She don't give you credit. She don't thank you. She don't give you ups. She don't praise your efforts no more, and it could be because it's not the same anymore. She cussing at you in front of everybody, talking to you like you're a little boy in front of people and stuff, you know, and you just said later on in the letter, you're thinking about swinging on her. <laughs> it's hard to have good sex after that. It really is. <laughs> it really is. So I don't think you should get that anymore. She tries to control everything, and I'm trying to remain respectful no matter how she treats me. Uh, here's a good one right here. I find myself always apologizing just to keep the peace. That ain't gonna change, dog. You might as well go and get used to that one right there. That's good. That's how you have a happy ass marriage. You apologize for stuff just to keep the peace. You apologize for stuff just to keep the peace. Every man that's married that's listening to this show knows what that line means. It comes with it. All you want is peace. So that one right there, you can take that off the list of stuff to complain about because that's going on forever. I've started packing my belongings so I can leave, and I'm not married to this woman, but I loved us together and hoping and praying that we can work things out. Hold on, bro. I started packing my belongings so I can leave. I'm not married to this woman, but I loved us together and hoping and praying that we can work things out. Now, 
praying and packing. That's a tough combination, though. <laughs> right. Y'all, you praying that y'all stay together, but you steady packing. Praying and packing ain't a good conversation. I don't really believe you praying, dog. I really don't, because you packing. You see what I'm saying? You Come on now. You, you can't. That ain't how it works. Okay, well, anyway, let's just move on. Just wanted that one to sink into you. Uh, uh, and then I asked her to go to counseling. And she said that wasn't a very manly thing to ask a woman to do. So now, counseling is for sissies. Yeah, what? I mean, dog, she just doing you every chance she gets. <laughs> yeah. Your punk ass yeah. in here asking me to go to counseling for what kind of little poop up, punky little Rudy poop mess is this you talking about that? Girl, this little punk ass gonna ask me to go to counseling. Who? Robert. Me and him going through some things. This little sis ass gonna come in here. I'm talking about, can we go to counseling? What man want to go to counseling? Bruh, this is doomed. My purpose in life was to meet this woman's every need, but now I want to swing on her, and that's not a comfortable place. He's that line. Well, well, you know, uh, ladies, let me help y'all understand something. Your husband has wanted to knock your ass out. He just didn't. I'm just want to tell both of y'all, Shirley and Carla, I want to break some news to you. Tosh, what? Nesto, buddy, let me tell you something. I've asked God. And just give me just a moment of joy. <laughs> I just want y'all to know that. So they're a clap back, our mouth. Oh, yeah, y'all's mouth. Y'all talk too damn much. And then oh, you well. talk because you know ain't nothing going to happen. So now it's come with extra on it. So I just want you all to know that's a normal thought in a man's mind. I'm thinking about and another thing with, with the finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all of that. Yeah. All that. Because, see, uh-huh. we got to wait. We can shut that down. Now, it's sad thing is some men act on that regrettably and was not raised the right way to never put your hand on a woman. Right. There's too many people born that way. That's a coward-ass way to go. And women don't That's not the way to do But That's I've told right. my daughters... That's Don't right, put your Steve. hands on a man now because these cats ain't raised like your daddy. My mama did, so I always tell me that. Don't you put so, your hands on a man. I understand that right there, but I do want it to say, brother, that feeling of wanting to put your swing on her, that's a common. And it happens in all of our marriage, Shirley and Carla's included. <sighs> Whatever. And, um, I'm sure he wanted to do it yesterday. And Yeah, see? <laughs> Y'all had an argument. I know he did. Yeah. You got and then check this one out. In a last-ditch effort to please her, I got a chef and a masseuse on Valentine's Day. She said the food was salty and the girl didn't massage her deeply enough. Oh, now it's the masseuse's fault that she couldn't dig deep enough to all where to get all that hatred out of her ass. So now she don't know how to dig. Man, skip her. Uh, walk out, dog. Pack your bags. Walk out. Let her have the house. Don't ask for nothing. If she wants you to pay half of the house note, Put it on the market, sell it, split the money. You're not married. Walk out, dog. That's it. All right, thank you, Steve. One day, child. At steveharveyfm.com, okay? Won't have to listen. (laughs) Tommy's up next, in for Junior with sports right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Tommy, in for Junior. You got sports talk. What's going on? 
Uh, you know what? We got to congratulate uh, Odell Beckman Jr. and uh, and his girlfriend, Lauren Wood. They just welcomed their first child together on February 17th, just four days after the Super Bowl. They got a newborn. That's how you do it. You win the Super Bowl, and then your baby gone and have a beautiful baby. That's how you do it four days later. It can't be, you can't beat that, okay? Yeah. What they have. What they have. It didn't, it didn't stay. You know, I, I looked and looked. I could not find it. Oh. But they had a little boy or a little girl. They had one of them. You sure of that? Oh, oh, oh. You know, they don't tell now like they used to. They, they, they wait. Is that the new thing? Well, yeah, you know, now you are not. You don't have to put the gender of the baby on the birth certificate. Right. Now, like if it turns out to be a little something else, we'll work with that later on. But we're finna put male on this thing or female. It's a baby Finish boy. Tommy, oh, Dale, we're not finna put on here. We're gonna wait and see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, here's another thing. They had a boy. Oh, they had a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, According to E News. What was he looking up? <laughs> All right, despite your Winter Olympics updates, which your, your Winter Olympic updates was outstanding for 2022, but the Winter Olympics in Beijing has been rated the worst in recent history. TV ratings yes, for Beijing was. Games were the lowest in the history of the Winter Olympics since NBC began broadcasting them in yes. 2002. All right. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of people watched, but fans reported that this year's games lacked the excitement of past Olympics through the years. It just wasn't. Because America, America took fourth in the medals. Right. We wasn't really competitive in a lot of stuff. We did good in snowboarding. Uh, the women did good in snowboarding. Uh, the men did okay in snowboarding. Uh, we took a gold in uh, like single bob sledding. You the only one that watched those. And yeah, then we took a silver. Uh, you know, <laughs> just ain't no damn black people, man. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm just telling you, man. It's just it's like. winter sports. Yeah, but you know, damn. Biathlon. Nobody want to watch this. <laughs> curling. You. I'm the only person care about curling. You really are, Steve. The only person. That the I only know. one. I'm telling you, man, because that really some boring ass mess. You just got to know what they're doing. Because I've curled before. It's really difficult to do. I was really smooth with it. I failed a couple times. They just. Good I threw one of them stones me. and it went way all into other people's lanes. I was hitting they stones and stuff. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour. <laughs> Downhill, Michaela Schiffer, she failed three oh, damn times in a row. Get your ass up. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, um, you think Man. you know stress? We're going to talk about our stress, all right, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Show. Uh, this segment is called You Think You Know Stress. Carla found this article. And Carla, what, what was the article about talking about our stress versus the kids today and their stress? Yeah, it was really like a meme. And it mm-hmm. said, you think you know stress? When I was a kid, if you missed a TV show, you just <laughs> missed it forever. Yes. I was like, yes. Long yeah, that's real. Come back on. That's <laughs> real. There wasn't no DVR, VCR, wasn't none, none of that. that. Wasn't no retake. No, no, we going to add at a later date. No. Right. All original programming. <laughs> it couldn't oh, add you. at a later date because it wasn't but three damn stations. No way. And the TV <laughs> went off at 12. <laughs> there was no oh, Netflix. James Evans, when he died, you missed that. You don't miss that. Stress. You yes, got to that. change the channel. You mean I got to get up and walk <laughs> over there and turn it? You yeah. think you know yes. stress? That's it, Steve. <laughs> Steve, who come took in the, here. Who took the knob off this TV? Where's yeah. the knob? <laughs> stress. You got a hanger in it. Where is the pliers? Pliers. The yes. pliers for the antenna you have a hanger. Yeah. Who moved these rabbit ears? <laughs> <laughs> Stress. Well, I ain't heard that in a long time. Rabbit is. Right. Stress. These kids man. know nothing they about They don't know about stress. stress. No. Not at all. Man. Stay off the phone. I'm expecting a call. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What? Yeah. It's a one way here, okay? This is a one way phone. Yeah. It can be busy. <laughs> Hang up so somebody else can use the phone. That's it. I'll be damned. I one bathroom on the in the whole house. You think you know stress. Yeah. You know nothing. We didn't you ain't, have our you own ain't been bathroom. stressed to your daddy tell you to bring him something while he in that bathroom. That's <laughs> stress. Bathroom. Yeah. That's stress. Hey, hey, Tommy. Mm-hmm. I was taking a bath, and my daddy came in there to use the bathroom. <laughs> you just going to sit down right here? Sit there, right, and the toilet was right <laughs> next to the tub. Oh, my God, Steve. <laughs> One I watched him pull his pants down and sit down and open up that newspaper and start <laughs> Hey, man. I was about eight years old. That was my first time when I said, I was just lower myself down in the suds, man, and just let the suds get up in my nose because I, I can't believe this right here. 
He saw me in there splashing around. I had a mask on and everything. I looked up with my little mask on, and he was in there. Boy, I got to use the bathroom. I can't, I can't wait on you to get out of here. Go on. Go on, play like you're playing. Play. Dad, you know, you, Dad, Dad, you know right now I'm just trying to breathe, though. I'm I mean, my, I'm talking about like I wasn't even in ah! Like I wasn't even gonna, in now, man. You gonna read the whole newspaper? Mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, boy, this one here. <laughs> Not the play <laughs> Good Lord of God. Jesus. That's disgusting. Oh, that's it's disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, we no, got about one 15 minutes. Then he got up and flushed and walked out. I just got out the tub and took one towel and wrapped it around my head. <laughs> you were traumatized. And just stood there, man, in the bathroom trying to figure out what the hell had happened to me. Trying to gather yourself. So these kids don't know stress. They don't know we stress. Don't know. Hell no. Yeah. What about this one right here? Go to your room. The room? What do you, you mean? mean the room with the nothing room in it? <laughs> No you mean TV. this room that don't have a TV? No oh, microwave. There's no, no video, video games, game. no TVs. Uh-uh. My games is down in the basement. Go to that room. The one ain't nothing in here with this bed. They don't know stress. No, you don't. Do with a cardboard box that's turned up as a nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about this room that ain't got nothing but an overhead light that I right. only can turn the switch off when you say cut it off? <laughs> All right. Everyone. All right, you don't know stress. We know stress, all right? The one that ain't got no closet. All my stuff is hanging on a hook on the wall. My whole wardrobe was on a hook on the wall. (laughs) Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We're going to talk about a rodent infestation at a major retailer right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Family Dollar Stores has issued a voluntary recall after an FDA inspection uncovered a rodent infestation at um, an Arkansas facility. The recall was for various products purchased within the last year from Family Dollar Stores across six states. They may be contaminated and unsafe to use. Items ranging from medication to pet food were listed among the recall. The news released also stated that the various products were sold at hundreds of stores in Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, and Tennessee. Family Dollar is notifying its affected stores by letter, asking them to check their stock immediately and to quarantine and discontinue the sale of any affected product. Oh, uh, pet pet food. Who still got their pet food after a year? Yeah. If you go to the dollar store for pet food, you probably need. You probably gonna use your pet food now. Little fluffy probably out right now. That's why you oh, done. Fluffy. Fluffy down there just eating his little food. Tell me this show tastes funny. It's from the dollar store, Fluffy. <laughs> your dog about to be on that sad commercial we be looking at. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's that. terrible. Where get that music Don't sing it, Steve. <laughs> I hate that damn commercial. He is so stupid. All right, uh, coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play around <laughs> with the guys. This little chihuahua over here with this big chain on his neck. Who chained right. up the chihuahua? Right Abusive after Abusive pet owner. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Time now for another round of Would You Rather. Would you rather get a root canal, guys, or would you rather give B. your spouse? Okay. Wait, wait. She said spouse. Wait. Let's wait. Go ahead. Finish. I ain't Y'all doing that no more. too early. Yeah, I ain't picking that. I might have jumped it too early. <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys do this all the time, though. So you'll have no problem giving your spouse your undivided attention for three yeah. consecutive days. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. We're going to do B. We're not doing that root canal. I can't stand nobody up in my head with no dream. <laughs> oh, you're going to do that? Here. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, no. Wait, I'm going to give her my undivided attention for three days. I got to give but, it to but, her anyway. Hell. <laughs> but do you is the question. Three days? Like what? all day? Yeah, 24, 24 hours? 24. Well, I know how to make it look like I'm paying attention. Uh-huh. Well, wait, how long is the root canal, though? How long is that? <laughs> I got some. Yeah. Just get some numbing medicine. Oh, yeah, you put that numb on there, man, and we going on about our business. No, I have (laughs) mastered that I'm paying attention and don't be there. I know how to do do that. What do you do, Steve? Oh, I be be looking dead at her. Mm. Uh Mine be trying to sink a putt on the golf course, (laughs) practicing my swing and stuff, Uh Uh bowling, (laughs) you know. In your mind. Oh, I be singing every winning fire song. Yeah, I don't. All right, here we go. Would you rather star as Scarface or Bumpy Johnson in a remake? Bumpy oh, I Johnson. got to be a, a Bumpy Johnson because yeah. my uh, Cuban accent ain't worth a damn. <laughs> Let's Y'all ain't gonna Steve. believe me Let's at hear all. It. Let's hear say it. hello. So you say you, so you say you want something? <laughs> you got a problem with me? Let uh-huh. me tell you something. I never ever in my life. I never ever over <laughs> nobody. That's right. That's it right. Nobody. Come on, come on. I Tommy. tell you something. Let me tell you something. I tell you something. I tell you something. Listen, listen. Say hello to Manny. You think I'm not gonna shoot you, you piece of sugar, honey, iced tea? You think I'm not gonna shoot you? You piece of shit, honey, I did. <laughs> oh. Yeah. All right. Not That's bad, Steve. Right. Not bad. Not bad. I don't need to be there. See that guy up there? I Come never on, like him. I yeah. never like him. See uh, you can't do it without cussing, really. You really can't do Al Pacino without cussing. Uh-huh. That was good, Tommy. Uh-huh. That was good. <laughs> All right, would you rather play against LeBron, LeBron James, or would you rather run against Shakari Richardson? Shakari Richardson. We ain't finna win that one. I'm gonna go with Jess. She's fine. I'm gonna run. Not a real run with her. No. I'm gonna play against LeBron James. I can take that ass whooping. And I'm not finna let this girl just smoke my ass like that. I'm talking about smoke. I'm talking about, man, put my ass. I look like Tommy Raising Dion. But we gonna gonna party afterwards, though. All right. Thanks, guys. That's today's edition of Would You Rather. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, our last break of the day and closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... 
We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, it is that time for the last break of the day. It's been a good Friday. Friday is always good. We love our Fridays. Yeah. Uh, wishing everyone a great weekend. We've February great weekend. is going by fast. Yes. <laughs> Black History Month. Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be March. Yeah, Tuesday. I just said <laughs> Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, it what is. You got? So what you got? You said Happy New Year to me the other day and pissed me off. <laughs> I know, because you have a cutoff line. Yeah, you know. Hey, you bro, Happy New person. Year. Happy New Year. Hey, don't, don't. It's don't. about to be spring break, didn't it? Mardi Gras. Bud's starting to come on trees. In right. <laughs> What's, you, you... Yeah, I got flowers in my front yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let me go. Hey, you know what I was thinking? This is sort of a different type of thing. I was trying to think of some things that I would hate to have to do. And I don't like uh, using a negative to produce a positive result. Like my eating program that I'm on, uh, I decided instead of allowing them to tell me, you can't eat this, you can't have pasta, you can't have starch at a certain time of the day, you can't eat sugar, you can't have... Uh, cake, you can't have any cookies, you can't have uh, Coke Zero, you can't have, you can't drink, uh, you can't have anything with white flour in it, you can't, can't, can't. But I'm trying to stay in shape, but I'm using a negative to achieve a positive result. So I changed it. And what really helped me was, the way I started eating a lot better was, I had my nutritionist and everybody Make a list of every food or every dish I could eat. And I had them type it up. And it's three, four pages. You know, if you think about everything you can eat. And so then, all I have to do is decide, well, I want to eat this today. That'll be my lunch today. And they got to go buy it or make it or whatever. If I'm traveling, whatever, this is what I want to have for lunch today. And it started allowing me to have positive input and to get a positive result. It's hard to lose weight and somebody keep telling you what you can't eat. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. So I just changed it and just had to make me a full list of everything I can eat. You can have ice cream on the weekend and you can have it before two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, cool. I can do that. Now I can live and the weight's coming off a little slow, but you know, it's working. So I would hate to have to try to live without a relationship with God. I, that that would be daunting for me, man. I'm just going to be honest with you all. And, you know, people get tired of uh, spiritual people or what they call religious people trying to jam their religion down their throat. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. I'm just talking to those people that's on the fence or looking for answers or might be open to trying something. That's who I am. 
I'm not the guy that's going to talk an atheist out of being an atheist. You want to be an atheist, man, that do you. We, we never even had this conversation because I don't have the time, or, nor do I have the patience. But I would hate to try to become successful without God as a partner. That's been one of the major parts of my success is having God as a partner. I would hate to, because I've done it now. I've, I've been on this journey to become successful without him because I was just trying to do it my way, wasn't talking to him, confiding in him, all of that. I'd hate to try to, I'd hate to try to stay healthy or get healthy without prayer. I mean, what you banking yours on, partner? Because <laughs> suppose you get in a situation, the doctors say, I have nothing for you. Uh, you need to know him. You need to know him. And it would be even helpful if you knew him before it got to that point. I'm just talking about some things I would hate to have to do. I would hate to have to decide between a relationship with a group of people and a relationship with God. Have you ever been in that position? Like this certain group of people, you ain't we don't really talk about God, but if you want to hang out with them, we need to stop all that Bible and all that God talk. We're going we gonna to be cool. We're going to do it this way right here. Ah, tough decision to make. Uh, deuces. I'm just going to pass on y'all. That is good. I would, hate to, I would hate to live or date someone that didn't believe that God was real. That's a, you in for a rough existence, folks. If you meet a person and you are a believer and they tell you they're not, just walk away. What, what are you doing? You, you're, you're two opposites. You're negative and a positive. It ain't going to work. I would hate to live or date somebody that, what, that didn't think that God was real. I would hate to try to make it without him. I really would. I would just simply hate that. I can't imagine what my life would be without my relationship with God because I've been in too many holes and he was the only one that got me out. I'm just being real with you. You know, my story about homelessness and divorce and losing everything twice and being canceled and turned about and written off and said you ain't going to be nothing and told you'll never be on TV. I needed to climb out of some holes, man. And the only person, the only thing that got me out of that hole was by the grace of God. I'm so grateful I acknowledge that. I strongly suggest that you have a formal relationship with him. So when you get in them holes, man, you got a partner. That's my close remark today. I'd hate to try it without him. And if you're doing it, you don't have to. Have a great day. Matter of fact, have a great weekend. See you Monday, God willing. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.